Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. Laura, can you believe that we are nearing the end of the year? It's hard to believe, right? It's really hard to believe. But we decided this week to highlight some of our best business episodes that our audience enjoyed the most. And so we'll be highlighting a clip from those episodes. In episode three, Let's Talk Business Partners, Laura and I talked about all things business partners. We shared our best practices when going into business with someone, whether it be your family, your friends, or a colleague. And we totally got you covered, as well as our number one secret to being successful in a partnership. Check out this clip from the episode here. So the first thing that we think is so important when you're in a business relationship, because it really can be like a marriage. It, it really is like a marriage. It is a marriage. Um, yeah. When business partners break up, it's literally like a divorce. And Amy and I, I know you, we have both had situations where we represented, you know, one side of a business partnership that was breaking up and it was like a divorce. Yeah. And it can be really messy and really awful and really emotional too. And part of the reason I think in my experience, both, both personally and, you know, representing people, one of the reasons that partnerships break down is because of a lack of communication. It's so important from the beginning of your relationship, just like it is in a personal relationship, to communicate about what you want the partnership to look like what your goals are, what your vision is, uh, what you want the terms of your relationship to be, and just to be open with each other. Because if you don't communicate with each other, it's going to fall apart. If you have issues and you don't communicate, it's going to fall apart, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's communication on a daily basis, you know, and starting at the micro level, checking in with your business partner, checking in to see where you both are at, not to check in necessarily to be the checks and balances of each other, but just to check in and see where you each are at, what your days are looking like. And then as you keep building out of that, you have to go macro and say, okay, let's talk about vision. Let's talk about goals for this quarter. Let's talk about goals for the year. Let's talk about, you know, if you have personnel or staff working for you, talk about your employee issues, talk about, you know, clients that are coming in. You know, for Laura and I, we both have certain clients that we work for exclusively. So we might not interact with each other's clients all the time. So we talk to each other all the time about the issues that we're dealing with because the communication that she and I have helps to better assist our own clients and serve our clients. And we have great feedback. 
I don't think there is such a thing as over communication in a partnership, like a relationship. Wow. I can't believe this episode was one of our very first episodes ever. In episode seven, our 24 hour rule, Amy and I talked about the 24 hour rule when it comes to your professional life. This was literally, by the way, one of my favorite episodes that we did. Um, if you aren't following this rule, you're missing out. We also discussed the importance of taking the high road and how to keep your professional reputation strong. Listen to this clip from one of our favorite episodes here. I have to say I've gotten really good at drawing boundaries and not adopting the nastiness in the conversation. And one thing that helps me deal with that is my 24 hour email rule. Take out a pencil and a piece of paper. Okay, you need to write this down and take notes. This is gonna be mind changing and life changing. It doesn't just apply to emails. No. So it could apply to phone calls, text messages, and it actually happened to me yesterday. I was out yesterday, I had to get a, a medical procedure. And so, you know, I was not working, but I got an email in the morning with some a contract that I'm negotiating from the other side. And I, I'm like, is it, what? It was, I was so annoyed about the, the response, what he was proposing, everything. And my rule of thumb now is rather than firing back right away, I wait. Sometimes 24 hours. Now, sometimes you can't, sometimes you don't have that luxury. It's something that has to be dealt with right away. But I try to wait 24 hours. I, I cool off <laughs> after reading the email and I just wait to respond. And my response 24 hours or however many hours later to the email is, I know, so much better than it would have been had I just fired back right away because I was annoyed about it. And so, and that goes for phone calls too. Like I got some phone calls lately or, or voicemails that I could have responded to right away and just gone right back, but I waited. And if I have to wait a day, if it's not an emergency, I wait a day because right. it makes a difference in terms of how people perceive you. Because if you wait to respond and you don't just fire back, it's so much more professional and at a higher level than just going right back at them right away. So if you can wait, <laughs> I know it's so, it's so hard because sometimes you just want to fire back. Or even if you, you know, are a manager or a boss and you have employees that work for you and they email you or call you with an issue that really aggravates you, if you can just wait a little bit to right. respond. Because most likely, if you wait that little bit, it'll turn into a much more productive conversation. That 24-hour rule has been a complete game changer for Laura and I. And just as a side note, I used it yesterday in responding to an email. <laughs> in episode 16, Five Tips to Starting Your Own Business, Laura and I shared the top five tips that are necessary when it comes to starting your own business. If you have been thinking about starting a business of your own, this episode is an absolute must listen. Take a listen to one of our five tips here. So the first step that we think is so important, number one is obviously decide what kind of business you wanna start. And Amy, do you wanna talk about this one? Yeah, the reason that this kind of seems a little silly is like the first tip of like deciding what business you want sometimes it could be what you're doing that you just want to do on your own and you want to start your own business. For example, if you're lawyers like us and you are no longer willing to or desirous of working in a larger firm or in the firm that you are, or you want to shift your niche, then you can switch and open up and hang your own shingle. Or it could be something that is your passion that maybe you're at an opportunity right now, given 
you know, the COVID um, situation and the circumstances that you're saying, I'm feeling like a tug that I want to start a business that's more aligned to a passion of mine. Maybe you're a writer that wants to start writing a blog or writing books, or maybe you want to start doing some kind of coaching, financial, personal, etc. So you have to kind of tap in and decide what business it is that you want. And the reason that you need to start there is because there's a lot of steps to follow once you decide what that business is. That if you're not clear from the beginning, it's going to be a really muddy process. So we're emphasizing you deciding what that business is from the start so that you can kind of allay all of those issues and really focus on, okay, once I decide, now what's the next step? And it could be a combination of yeah. your passion and what you're already doing. Like, like for us, yeah. of course, we at one point thought we hated practicing law, but we realized yeah. now that that wasn't the case. But so practicing law is our career and yeah. it's always been our career. And so that's what we've continued to do, but in a completely different way. Yeah. We knew at some point that this is where we want to be. So we had to combine our career with a new way of doing our business which is virtually, which is something that, you know, five years ago, if you told me we'd be running a, you know, a virtual law firm, I would have told you you were out of your mind. I would have said, what is that? I know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's I right. That. Because for how many years? 17 years, Ooh. I was in an office working for law firms and that's what it was. We had, you know, people working there. I had a secretary, we had paralegals, and that was just the way things were done. Yeah. So now not being in a brick and mortar office every day of the week and working in leggings every day, um, <laughs> I had this conversation with somebody, the total side note. So Amy and I are litigators and I was talking to somebody about taking professional photos. And <laughs> I said, if you looked at professional photos for me of me, from a couple of years ago, I was always in a suit, in a black suit. Yep. And now I'm in a tank top and leggings at my desk, unless I'm yep. like leaving to go to a closing or something. If I have court, <laughs> I'll be at my desk in leggings, but I have a suit jacket on. Yep. So if you told me that this was going to be my life a couple of years ago, I would have told you you were out of your mind. But this is a combination of how we want to work now, our vision with a, really a continuation of our career. I mean, and people are, you could laugh all you want audience here, but I will tell you, Laura and I started talking about this. I can't even tell what 2017, maybe 2018. Yeah. And I remember Laura distinctly telling me over our morning coffee chats, like Amy, one day we're going to work from the comfort of our own home <laughs> in our beautiful office spaces. And we're going to be in leggings and we're going to have virtual coffee chats. And I, was like okay Laura <laughs> like we'll get there eventually right and um hi we're doing it I'll never forget when Amy and I talked about starting our own business and now we're getting ready to go into our second year in business together I really can't believe it the first year totally flew by in episode 22 marketing tips for professionals Amy and I were so excited to have Melanie Mitro and Katie Ursta of Chic Influencer as guests on our podcast they shared with our audience some of their top tips when it comes to all things marketing, especially for professionals on social media. If you're a professional and not marketing on social media, you've got to listen to the entire episode. But in the meantime, listen to this clip. 
I want to start with what are some of the common mistakes that you see professionals making um, on social media? I'm sure there are many. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like number one, we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace because what we often find is when people, professionals go into marketing on social media, that isn't their sweet spot. That isn't necessarily where they want to be spending their time. They just feel that they need to be putting an emphasis on there because that's what other people have taught them to do. Uh, you need to post on social media. You need to share about your products and your services. You, you know, fill in the blank with whatever they've been told. And so I think a little bit of grace is the first thing we need to kind of acknowledge. But when it comes to common mistakes, let's just bring it to the light. So one of the first things that I often see people do with great intention is that they want to tell people all about their business, all about their services, all about the goods that they have to offer. But what they often forget to do is actually ask people about their needs. Mm -hmm. And so they'll often put out information and they'll put up, you know, a, a recent, and I'll just use a chiropractor for an example about a certain type of adjustment he does or why you need to come to his practice or what he specializes in and what he sells in his office. But if he would almost take a step back and think, okay, my ideal client, when they come into the office, what is the greatest problem that I can resolve for them? And Mm -hmm. how can I show that on social media? So it might be that as a chiropractor, most of the people who come into your office, they actually have horrible posture because they sit in a chair all day and maybe they sit cross-legged Indian, um, cross-legged Indian style, whatever you call it. I think about that because I do that. My hips are really bad because of it. And I think, wow, what a great idea to give a piece of content that actually offers advice to people who are sitting wrong in their chair. What a great piece of content to actually suggest types of chairs that are better for posture. What a great um, post that you could do if you actually taught people how to move throughout the day versus being stagnant all day, how to build those rests or help movement into your day. Mm -hmm. And so as a marketer, what I see is people telling me their services instead of addressing the problem head on and saying, here is how I solve the problem so that the potential consumer will want to go in the doors of their chiropractic office. That's one. Now, why don't you give them another one? Another common mistake that we see too is that people just open their doors for business and they immediately at at the first post that they make, they're selling. So we want to make sure that we're actually creating some engagement too, right? We need to make sure that before we're asking for the sale, before we're asking for people to sign up, that we're actually building trust. And a lot of that comes from number one, it's actually telling people your story. It's telling people who you are. So yes, while I am, you know, using the chiropractor as an example, you know, yes, while I am a chiropractor and I have all of these credentials behind my name and the number of years of experience, people want to know about you. They want to know who the person is sort of behind the actual logo of the company. So 
it's not just about like, I'm asking for a sale, but it's like, this is who I am. Right. And, and it's adding the value in there as well. Like what Katie said. So it's giving that free advice because when people give, when they feel that they've been given advice, their wall comes down and the trust begins to be built. So I can't tell you how many Instagram accounts that I have found that are just local to Pittsburgh that I will follow and that I will say I'm interested in that service, but I'll keep watching their Instagram account and they give great advice about whatever it is that I'm interested in. And then all of a sudden I feel like I trust them. I feel like they're legit. They've, they've given testimonials. They've showed some how to some tutorials. They've given other relevant content that sort of it complements what they do. And now I'm like, those are the people I want to go to because I know that they are passionate about what they do. I know that they know what they're talking about. They're professionals and I really relate to them and I vibe with them. And so we have to remember that creating that community, that engagement online is really, really important because that's what allows the sales part of it to happen quite naturally. Okay. Seriously, Katie and Melanie never fail to amaze me with all of their social media knowledge that the two of them bring to the table. So happy that the two of them are on our team as well as the rest of their marketing team. In episode 23, Tips for Fourth Quarter Business Review, Laura and I shared our top tips when it comes to having your fourth quarter business review. If you're not taking the time to review your business every quarter, there's no better time than now to start doing so. Take a listen to one of our top tips here. There are certain things we think you should review for your fourth quarter business review. Um, the first thing is a business plan. Maybe you have one, maybe you don't. You can always create one. Look at where you are in your business, see where you've been, see where you are, and see where you want to go. I know, you know, when we started our firm, which I can't believe is literally almost a year ago, our one-year anniversary is coming up. Crazy. We sat down and we set goals and we, you know, created a plan. And I have to say, Amy, tell me if you agree that we've come much further this year than yep. was ever on our plan. A thousand percent. We hit benchmarks in timeframes that we did not even think was possible, but we did it. And it's incredible. Like our year end review of this year, we're going to be jaws on the floor of how much we've accomplished this year. Even like becoming licensed in other states. Yes. In January, I don't even think that was on like the horizon. No, I um, think we had a specific meeting in, I want to say it was February or March because I definitely had Joseph at that point. And I remember having that meeting and he was sitting in a bouncer off screen <laughs> and we were talking to another colleague of ours who said, you ladies, you need to be practicing in other states. You need to be expanding because if you want to be in XYZ markets, this is where you need to go. And I think that day you literally were like, okay, what states do we want to be admitted in? And what do we need to do to get there? And poof, you're already admitted in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And so now so. we've expanded by one state, but that in the beginning of the year, like that wasn't even on our, our list of goals. And now oh. here we are like 10 and a half months later and I'm admitted in Pennsylvania. We have a paralegal. Yep. We are bringing on an IP attorney who yep. is going to be working with us, which is phenomenal. Such a great compliment to the areas of law that we practice. Mm -hmm. And like in the beginning of the year, our business plan was, okay, just get through our first year. 
we had certain benchmarks and, and we knew like the areas we wanted to practice and stuff like that. But yeah. I even think, Amy, for you, that's changed a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. And I think that it was important to, I'll give credit where credit is due. Laura and I are very connected as to like what we're working on, what our next, you know, uh, endeavors are going to be, what we want to push for, what clients we want to like work with. And because I was having those conversations so regularly, I was really making it an important part of my business to really evaluate that. So knowing that where we started last year in November and where we are now, it looks completely different. It really does than what I expected it to. For the better. In a great way, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so I've absolutely loved looking back and seeing what business episodes um, our listeners have enjoyed the most over the past year. Amy and I absolutely love recording this podcast. We can't believe we've been doing it for just about seven months now, and we look forward to the next seven months of giving you more content. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of these top clips, and be sure to tune in next week where we'll be highlighting our five top personal episodes with you. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.